is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Guys, what's the most important thing in football? Um, Winning. Your coach. No, those are both terrible answers. It's obviously ball security. Okay. What's the most important thing in life? Breakfast. Not a bad answer. What's your favorite thing to have for breakfast? I don't Probably really cereal, care. Probably cereal, Ego waffles. Job security is the most important thing in life. And some job security was just handed out by the Pittsburgh Steelers today. Mm-hmm. Head coach Mike Tomlin, Coach T, three-year extension signed on the dotted line. He will be the Pittsburgh Steelers head coach now through, I believe, 2025. I was never the best at math in school. 2024. So I think, well, this year and then the yeah, three-year extension. Right. So sure. 2025. The end of 2020. See, Kellen's bad at math Well, there. yeah, we're both kind of right. Oh, okay, I guess we're both kind of right. That works. But he will be there until 2025, three-year extension, the longest extension he's actually signed since becoming his rookie contract as a Steelers head coach. So how long was that? Th- I'm, that was as long as this one. I'm pretty oh, sure wow. it was a three- or four-year deal. So pretty crazy he gets that kind of uh big time extension not that he doesn't deserve it i just say pretty crazy because it's not in the steelers track record with coaches to give out an extension of that kind of length even though they have had less coaches than the world has had popes yeah in the times between 19 like 69 and now so it's crazy that they kind of do it just two years at a time whatever with the extension it's not this time three years for mike tomlin uh i it's hard for me to find words what I think about this deal because I'm not going to sit here and say this is a bad thing to do. I mean, how do you argue that he doesn't deserve this extension, this kind of job security when he's been one of the most successful coaches in football for the past 14 years that he's been a head coach as the Pittsburgh Steelers head coach? So, you know, it's hard for me to really put any negative spin on this the only thing that makes me feel a little uneasy is maybe the length uh, of the contract that's the only real thing that i could look at and be like well that doesn't make any sense really to me because everything else makes sense i mean it's mm. it's not like he was going to get fired I, I don't think anybody s- didn't see an extension coming whether it be this year or after this year so i think the only real thing you could point to and be like okay that's a little interesting is the three-year part yeah, I mean, two things there. The first is um, I think the timing, and that kind of goes into, um, you know, what we're going with here. Like, the timing of it doesn't exactly add up for me anyway. I mean, I'm not saying that Tomlin doesn't deserve it. I'm not saying that, um, you know, I, I thought that he was going to be fired or anything like that. that. That's ludicrous. But what I am confused a little bit about is you would think that the Steelers, they would treat this like, a player's situation. Like if you're going to give somebody a contract extension, right? Maybe they're coming off a bad year or they're, or they're coming off a good year, whatever the next year you'd want them to prove it again. It just kind of seems a little odd in the fact that the Steelers, you know, were 11 and 0, they go 12 and four and then they finish 12 and five and lose in the first round. I'm not saying that Tomlin doesn't deserve it or that next year he wouldn't get the extension anyways, but it just seems, I don't know. It's a little strange that they did it now instead of waiting until next year was over just to see what next year is going to be. I'm not saying that that really has a a big difference on anything, but that was the first thing that came to my mind when I saw it was it's a little weird that it's now and not at the end of next year. But the second thing that it tells us is that it looks like Tomlin's going to be here 
in the post-Ben era. And I guess that's one thing that people had questions about. Would these two, you know, would, would Tomlin stay after Ben is gone? I think that's a foregone conclusion now at this point. Right. The Steelers' way has never been to rebuild or blow it up or whatever. So I think uh, when people assumed that Ben would step down after this next year, the Steelers didn't want to be without their quarterback and without their coach. So I get, Callum, what you're trying to say. Uh, maybe they could have waited another year to say, okay, how well did he do with Ben? Let's let's see how he does there and evaluate to see what kind of deal we can give him moving forward. But I think they wanted to kind of guarantee that they wouldn't be without one of their two biggest pieces in the quarterback or the coach. So the fact that it's a likelihood that Ben won't be there, they they, they certainly don't want to be without Tom on either. And I think they they know that they're better off. We talk about you know the quarterback situation. Would the Steelers be better off without Ben this year, or should they have maybe gone without Ben and tried to move up in the draft to get a quarterback this year? But in the in the Tomlin conversation, I think it makes a lot of sense for them to say, we need Tomlin to be there post-Ben because we need someone to captain the ship without Ben. And Tomlin, you would much rather it be Tomlin than kind of shipping for a, a rookie head coach or someone maybe just on the team being in the, in the interim, I think it's a, I think it's a smart move for them to, to kind of guarantee Tom would be there for the decisions to be made once Ben leaves. I agree with almost everything you said about the post-Ben era. So going back to something, Kellen, you touched on before uh, getting to that, you know, the timing of it is a little suspect, but it's kind of funny that if I would have told you in 2019, after going 8-8 eight and eight with Duck or Mason, that he got a three-year extension, you might feel he had more solid footing to get an extension like that yeah. as opposed to going 12-4 and four last year and, and then getting the three-year extension yeah. where you kind of questioned, you kind of said that player mentality, treat it like a player where, you know, now it's a prove-it year kind of where you have one more year left on your contract, you know, you don't have that job security. You're playing for your job, really. Uh, and even if you didn't want to hang that over right. uh, one of your Super Bowl winning Hall of Fame potential head coaches, you could just give him a one-year extension beyond 2021 just so he can go into 2021, have the job security for 2022 as a cur courtesy. But no, hey, you know, it's not a two-year extension for a three-year extension for a reason. You know, you went 12-4 and four last mm -hmm. year, and on paper that looks good. But right. when you really saw how, you know, the – the cookie crumbled last year. It was a collapse down the stretch. And, oh, by the way, going back to even that 2019 season, you know, yeah, you went 8-8 eight and eight with Duck and Mason Rudolph, and that's great. But don't forget, you were sitting at 8-5 and five locked into a playoff spot where you really just needed to maybe scratch one more win against the New York Jets team that was bad. pretty much your equal <laughs> with Duck Hodge oh, as that quarterback. That's fair. Also, the Ravens B team, as they had already yeah. clinched things up. So, you know, there was a collapse in 2019 and 2018, I'm sure, down the stretch, the, the bag was fumbled, uh, the New Orleans Saints game. So, yeah. you know, there has been kind of a nasty habit of falling off the table for the Pittsburgh Steelers after hot starts of late. And maybe you want to just bring them back under that one-year extension and say, hey, let's, you know, not have that end-of-season dip. Let's peak towards the playoffs and get a playoff win under our belts. It's been a while now since Pittsburgh's gotten a playoff win. You know, we don't go that long without getting right. at least a playoff win here in, in Pittsburgh. We give the fans at least one win to hang their hat on uh, in the offseason, and it's been far too long as far as that's concerned. Been since 2016. Exactly. So almost five years, or will be the fifth yeah. year that we're entering into Nuts. whenever that happens. So, 
Yeah, it's just interesting the timing there that, you know, yeah, on paper, 12 and 4, great. We have a lot of confidence in you. We'll extend this out to three more years. But, you know, I kind of lean towards the only a one-year extension and give us a prove-it year almost, get to the playoffs and win a game. Honestly, go 9-7 and seven if it gets you in the playoffs and you win one or two playoff games. Yeah. That's more preferable, of course, than a 12-4 and four regular season record. Right, and I'm not saying that if, you know, they, they treat it as a player or, like, they, they, they want to make Tomlin feel like he has to prove it or whatever it is, I'm not saying that he wouldn't get the extension anyway. Even if this year doesn't go as planned, he's probably the best guy going forward for the Steelers. I'm not saying that, you know, he's a bad coach or anything like that, but that's how I would have approached it. Because if you do that, if you're the Roonies, if you're the Steelers, that puts everybody on notice. That that puts the entire coaching staff, the entire roster, it puts everybody on notice. Like, look, we're not going to extend Mike now. We're going to make him feel it. You know, we. it kind of brings out the fact that you want to win in the playoffs, to your point, Tom. Like, don't just get there. Get there and win. You know, I mean, we, we, we illustrated the fact that it's been since 2016 that this team has won a playoff game. And I know you're not going to go to the Super Bowl every year. I know you're not going to win a playoff game every year. But, again, you know, three playoff wins in a decade and with, you know, coupled with the collapses down the stretch the last handful of years and on top of that, the way that last year ended, that's how I would have approached it. I would have approached it of, you know, let's wait until next year. Let's see how this season goes with, you know, in the back of your head, you're probably thinking anyways, even if we go seven and 10 or eight, and nine or nine and seven, whatever the heck it is, you're probably going to resign Tomlin anyways. But again, it just puts everybody on notice at that point. Like we expect more. And I think that's what everybody's saying. And I mean, at the end of the day, you know, if, if this signing comes next year after the team goes, you know, 10 and seven or whatever it is, it's this, it's the same thing. It doesn't really matter at the end of the day when you do it, but that's just how I would have approached it. That was the, like I said, that was the first thing that popped into my head. You know, it's tough. Um, you know, I mean, not that I know that sounds like I'm, I'm dissing coach Tomlin or I'm, I'm saying that, you know, maybe he doesn't deserve it. That's not my point. I'm just saying, you know, those factors do go into mm-hmm. what's been a great resume. Tom, you mentioned he's probably a Hall of Famer right now as it stands anyway. Yeah, I think if he hangs it up, he's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean, he's never had a losing season in 14 years. That's pretty remarkable. He has 145 wins to 78 losses in 14 years. That's pretty remarkable. Do you guys think that, based off of last year's finish, that kind of negates almost a prover year from 2019, how he managed to form a team that went eight and eight without Ben and was on the verge of making the playoffs. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think if three year extension comes after that season, it's a little bit more like, yeah, I get it. Like, okay. We saw, you know, things go to total bleep and you handled it like a pro. We were in a playoff position in December and I know that we stumbled down the stretch, but it's a little bit more easy to explain why there was a stumble down the stretch. You know, I could call him into my office if I was the, the boss Rooney and, and be like, Hey, like, I get it, you know, <laughs> yeah, you were playing with one arm tied behind yeah. your back there. So, you know, that collapse, we can excuse that. But got a lot of confidence in you. You handled this season like a pro. We weren't a total laughing stock in the NFL like a lot of people thought we would be in the first couple of weeks when Ben went down. So that's a great job. Here's a three-year extension. You know, I truly believe that once Ben does retire, you're the guy for the job. If I, if you can do that with that, like, I'd right. love to see you what can put you your resources in when we really want a quarterback to start, not just one to be a backup. So let's say the hypothetical is that that is what happened, that after 2019 is when he got this three-year deal. So now we're one year into that deal, and he's 
kind of fumbled yeah, the ball a little bit. It's all right. It's a it, little rocky start for sure. Would you be kind of saying, okay, maybe it was a good thing we only gave him three years because now we've seen with this one year, it's not looking great, and that was with Ben, and we, Ben's going to just be another year older, so it, it, we could be looking at a step back considering other pieces lost, and then after that year, you'd be saying, okay, now we're entering the last year. This is our year now to consider – if we're going to extend him at the end of this year, maybe is the time, this is the year we don't do it. Well, is, three, Do you think that's possible? Um, it is po- The three-year extension is the thing that also is a little bit of a head-scratcher when you think that it's really just been two-year extensions, one-year right, extensions. Sure. You know, it's kind of just been, you know, there's never been the air that your job is on the line, but it's just, you know, been slow job security. Give it to him over time instead of, you know, a nice big window here. This is a very healthy window that he's got right now. And, you know, three years in 2019 might look a little bit more attractive as we're standing now after seeing what happened in 2020, knowing that, you know, you only got three more seasons until you'd have to make that decision. But that's still a very long time. So, you know, Mike Tomlin isn't going anywhere. So if you're a Tomlin hater, quote unquote, that's a big L that you just took today Mm -hmm. because there's no chance, like Kellen was saying, that, in the post-Ben era, it's clear that there's no chance someone else will be steering that ship unless Tomlin decides to retire in the middle of his contract. Or, you know, I mean, unless, you know, three years from now after this is over, the Steelers have had three losing seasons in a row, well, right. God forbid, or something like that, then yeah. this is a different conversation. You I, get the I think... one year with Ben here. So, right. you know, the three-year extension, assuming Ben's gone, yeah. Tomlin has three years to mm-hmm. try to build it back up, I think, after Ben leaves. And right. I think that's a pretty and if you haven't nice built window it, there. Right. And if you haven't built it back up, maybe it's a different conversation, you know, and, and we'll see. And I'm not saying that there's any validity to, you know, the whole, you know, back in 2008 and 2010, whenever it was, the Steelers went to the Super Bowl the two out of the three years. You know, he's playing with 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 Cowers players, Cowers team, whatever. You know, this this window, I guess, is is a chance for Tomlin and the Steelers, not that they have to prove this, but for Tomlin to kind of, you know, tell the haters like, look this is the window they're giving me to build it on, on my back now, sure. you know, after Ben's gone, after the last remaining guy of, you know, quote unquote, cowers players, this is the last remaining guy. Now I can put it on my back. And again, you know, we'll see what happens in the next three years. You know, I don't expect the Steelers to absolutely collapse or anything like that. Well, but let's, let's go over what that could look it like. It is going to get weird though, with Ben not being there. I right. mean, that's, that's your, that's your comfortability. That's that guy, you know, but I think it's clear also, you know, people that might've speculated, Oh, Tomlin has maybe have eyes for retirement once Ben's over, or, you know, he's been in the league for 14 years as a head coach. Now I don't think the that's the case. No, exactly. Because if he's committed to that window to build it up, then he's obviously a confident man. He thinks he's going to succeed right. in that. He thinks there's another extension after this extension because if he successfully built it up in that window, right. he's going to be the guy to lead that build, that next team, that rebuild right. towards you know a Super Bowl trophy. So, so here's a question though: Say it's not going to be as pretty and as clear cut as it either could be, whether it's in the good or for the bad. Uh, so say it's um, say they go what nine and eight, seventeen games, maybe they go eight and nine, and then the next year they do something similar where they're floating right at five hundred, either right above it or right below it. And then, which would be the year, presumably without Ben, the first so, like, year without be Ben, and they'd do the same thing, kind of right. So they do the same thing that they essentially did two years ago without Ben, whether it's with Mason or Josh Dobbs or whoever they have a quarterback. So it that's two seasons in a row where they're not necessarily a five or a four win team, but they're floating around five hundred, and maybe they're competing. They're they're staying competitive into December, 
where does that lead you to indicate what the arrow would point toward in terms of should they renew him or should they say maybe this is it? Assuming that Tomlin would, would just want to come back regardless. Well, there's a ton of variables that are at play in that uh, scenario. I mean, one, say you go 9-8 and eight with Ben this year and, you know, you push towards the playoff and maybe you don't make it, maybe you do, whatever. Then you go into the next year and is Mason your guy? Do you draft a quarterback in the first round next year and maybe that guy's your guy? And, and if it's the uh, option of Mason – and you go eight and nine, maybe that forces your hand to move up in the draft and take a quarterback there, or, or maybe that's a deep enough class in what would it be two, three years' time that you feel comfortable in picking in the middle of the draft and getting that quarterback of the future. You know, but I think that's also a gamble that Tomlin has to take yeah. once Ben decides to hang it up. Does he want to draft that rookie right, right away and then have a full three years, potentially, if he to just build. plays out that contract, to build around him and to you know, groom him as the starter? Does he want to take that risk with Mason and see if he can catch your lightning in the bottle? And you know, say Mason comes in the first time as a starter and that defense is still humming and he goes 10 and seven and the Steelers are finding themselves in a wild card game mm-hmm. and very competitive in it. Then all of a sudden, you know, you run it back with Mason and, you know, yeah, then I'm thinking maybe it's time to extend him again because, you know, like Coward did for so many years before he was blessed with Ben Roethlisberger on the tail end of his career to get his Super Bowl ring. You know, he kept this team very competitive with the likes of Neil O'Donnell at quarterback mm-hmm. with Cordell Stewart at quarterback with Tom Tommy Maddox at quarterback. So never had to see what a Tomlin team looks like when it's a guy of that cloth, cut from that cloth like Mason right. Rudolph would be because Tomlin's always had that Hall of Fame quarterback. Right. So, you know, it, it's it's a very big gamble that Tomlin has to take, I think, as far as what you were saying, Jacob. Does he get an extension beyond this extension? He's got to really decide a commitment to a rookie, new blood to be that starter, after Ben or potentially even a free agent, whoever's on the market at that point, or even in the trade market, the way the NFL is going, or is it in house with Mason Rudolph or, or maybe even a Dwayne Haskins? So, you know, that's, I think that's looming large right there as far as he's concerned, but it's a decision that he clearly wants to be making. If yeah. He signed this extension to the post Ben era. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's kind of, like you said, that's kind of a good indicator after what it'll be. Uh, two years after Ben's gone, presumably, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like you'll have a good grasp. And, I, you know, you brought up an interesting point there, Tom. Like, does Tomlin want to do that after being in the league? You know, after Ben retires this year, it'll be what his, well, presuming that Ben retires this year, it'll be what his 15th year in the league. You know, do you want to, I don't want to say rebuild, because, again, that's kind of a, you know, a hot-button term in, Pish- in Pittsburgh. But do you want to go through a rebuild? You know what I mean? Like, do you want to bring in a young quarterback, whether it's a guy that you have on your roster or whether you draft him, whatever it might be. Do you really want to do that if you're Mike Tomlin in year 15 when you're probably already a Hall of Fame coach, when you've been to a super, when you've been to two Super Bowls, you've won one? That's an interesting question. You well, know, does he really guy want to do that? doesn't have anything else in his mind that he wants to do. Like, you right. Know I, I mean, mean, at like, this point, he's not sure. a golfer. He's not a fisher. <laughs> he's not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he's those retired those very classic retirement activities. He probably just wants to do football until the day he has to be put into the ground. And that's something that a lot of these guys are like, and you have to respect it. And, you know, to reach this kind of a level and to be a head coach at the highest level of the profession uh, of the sport. I mean, it's, it takes an insane amount of focus and an insane amount of passion and, you know, it's their life. They live and they breathe it. So why would he probably want to do anything else? You know what I mean? Even if the Steelers did move on from him or eventually will move on from him, 
as long as he's in good health, I'm sure he will try to get on somewhere in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, he's young, too. Remember, he was the youngest quarterback and still is the youngest quarterback to ever win the Super Bowl. He was, what, 34? You mean coach, right? Yeah, sorry, coach. <laughs> yeah, not obviously not the youngest He was 36 player. when he won a 36, and that was 12, 13 years ago. So he's, he's, he's 49 still right not even 50 years old. I mean, and we see coaches like Belichick coaching to their 70s. So... This guy, I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be here for the next 20, 30 years. He's, but he probably will be in the NFL that long. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. And I don't really see him as a Bill Cowher media type. Do you? Do you see him in the studio? No. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't so. know. He's It'd be a little, interesting. He's a little just too formal. I don't know. A little know. too he's, cliche, you know what I mean? I don't even just think, like, well, he hits on the cliches a lot, too. And I don't know that if that really mean? plays. But, yeah, like Bill Cowher, you know, he had a gig probably in his mind. He probably had thought before he retired, yeah, like, I would hey, love I could to do, do that. Yeah. I would love to be in that. that I think he's like got nice he's gig. got the, he's got a TV personality. Coward does, and, and it's uh, you know it's a way to stay right in the sport without yeah. you know being super involved. And you I know, don't know how old Coward was when he retired, but I'm guessing it wasn't much older than Tomlin is now. But I'm saying I just think that there was that. A grass is greener side to cower. I just don't know if Tomlin's wired to do anything. No, I, mean, I, I don't think, want to speak no. to the man. Maybe no, he I is, think, but... I mean, this is the man who coined the term the standard of this is, is the standard. I don't think anyone cares more about having a successful franchise than Mike Tomlin does. I'm not trying to discredit other coaches, but this guy cares about the game and wants to achieve in this game. And, yeah, I think we haven't really seen him be planted in the in – the, situation where he has an opportunity to kind of start from oh not not nothing but kind of start from the bottom in terms of developing a quarterback maybe that's what he wants to do maybe he wants that opportunity to say I know you know people say this of me and and obviously Thomas one of those guys who doesn't care about individual accolades but he's gonna maybe he's the type of guy to say I've won with Ben and I've won with a great defense but let me prove to you that I'm a great coach that I can develop this guy and and not just lead, not just win it with one guy. Let me show you I can do it with another guy with the same team. It wouldn't shock me at all if he has that kind of mindset. Bill Cowher retired when he was 49 years old. Wow. So this yeah. Wow. Mike Tomlin's. And it's interesting. He was hired, I believe, the same age that Mike Tomlin was. Sounds 35. Right. They were both 35 years old when they were hired as Steelers head coaches. So, yeah, 15 years. Hard what, to imagine. 15 coach. years is how much Bill Cowher coached. So this would be... Mike Tomlin coaches this year. He ties him, and then clearly he has mind to pass him significantly as far as tenure, as far as Steelers coaches are concerned. Hard to imagine Coach Cower as a young 35-year-old. I just can't do it. Does the fact that Tomlin won that Super Bowl still carry some weight around? Do you Absolutely. think? Absolutely. You think no it doubt. does? No question. No does, doubt. Does that none of that, that never loses its luster, or that never really wears off? I know it was a long time ago. It was the second was. year he was in his career, and you know we talked about how. Just now, Bill Cower, 15-year career, around the same age. Uh, Bill Cower won his Super Bowl ring in his second-to-last season. Yeah. Mike Tomlin won his only Super Bowl ring so far in his second season. Yeah, so right. it's just interesting. You it's know, a weird. It's a weird dynamic yeah. that they're going off. How of they each both other. won on one end of their careers, and it was the opposite end, so close to each other. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't think it should take away anything. I mean, the guy has won a Super Bowl. There have only been so forever. many. Yeah, there. I mean, talk about franchises that cling on. Like, talk about the New York Jets or the Kansas City. Up until two years ago, they were clinging on to their only Super Bowl wins from the the late '60s. Right, the Jets won it, and I believe '67, and the and the Chiefs won it the the next year or two years later or something like that. So, yeah, I mean, you cannot discredit a Super Bowl win no matter when it comes, and I don't think. 
just because he's won one and it's been so long since he's been back from to one that it should take away anything from his coaching pedigree or his coaching resume. It, it, it lives forever. I agree that it lives forever. And I and Tom, you know, you asked the question, the question originally, like, does it still carry as much weight? And it absolutely does because he's a Super Bowl champion. I mean, and he did it in his second year as a head coach, which is remarkable. Um, but again, that shouldn't overshadow the last handful of years either. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I'm just being fair here. And I don't think any of us are doing that. I'm just saying in general, like it's, it's okay um, to look at Mike Tomlin's incredible resume because he does have an incredible resume. He is career win percentage is 650 in the NFL. That's not easy to do in 15. Well, what will be 15 years coming up this year? That's not easy. It's not easy to go without a losing season. That's not something that everybody does. It's okay to look at that and still be, I guess, critical of what has happened over the last handful of years, you know, and, and criticize the fact that this team has only won three playoff games in a decade. That, that That's fair. It, it's okay to do that. You can recognize how great that Mike Tomlin is and how great his career has been. Um, and obviously it's looking to continue at least, you know, another three years, but it's okay to criticize it too. It's okay to say, you know, why hasn't that, you know, I know you're not going to win the Super Bowl every year, but why haven't you had that same level of success as you had, you know, early in your career? I think that's a fair criticism. So yes, to answer the question in kind of a long winded form, it does still carry that same weight. You're a Super Bowl champion that lives forever but it doesn't overshadow what has happened lately. Well, he's probably not going to catch Chuck Nolan in the Super Bowls with the four <laughs> rings that he no, has on his finger, not. but he's forever trying to pass Bill Cowher with uh, getting uh, another ring on his finger. If he gets even or to just one Super Bowl, he yeah, has it, one yeah. more appearance than Bill Cowher. Bill Cowher had 149 wins for the Pittsburgh Steelers at his second place all-time. Mike Tomlin has 145 as it stands right now. So assuming things don't go catastrophically wrong next season, Mike Tomlin will move into second place and pass Bill Cower on the Steelers' all-time wins list as a coach. But that's not the question that I have in mind. The question that I have in mind, does he catch Chuck Knoll, who is sitting at 193 wins as it stands right now? Mike mm. Tomlin is 48 wins behind Chuck Knoll. It's a pretty lofty number, but I don't think it's impossible if Mike Tomlin can stick around for the years required to reach it. Well, yeah, I mean, it's not going to happen it, it, probably by the end of his extension. It can't happen mathematically to the end of his extension, can it? If you're playing 17, 17, that's what, uh, 34, then plus 17 on the other end. I know I'm doing math. 51. Is, yeah, I mean, you would the you, max. Yeah, so, yeah, that's the max. Yeah, you have to be undefeated not hit, for you're not three hitting years. 17 or no all right. three years. Um, and that's just the regular season game. So, um, I mean, you, I mean, I, I don't think it's out of the question. You have to average 12, he'll have to average 12 wins, 12 to 13 wins a season over the next four years to break it before his okay. contract's up. Okay, that's I mean, it, that's doable. I mean, that's not crazy, but it's not going to happen. No, but probably not. I think not. If, if he can get that other extension, then he can definitely, well, nip, absolutely. he's definitely can nip at Noel's heels in this sure. extension. And yeah. Then, Make things interesting if he gets that next one. Yeah, if no Ben question. were here for another five years, we'd be it'd be definitely possible. We wouldn't be well, saying. What if he hits it in the draft though in the next couple? Yeah, of years, well then there you go. He goes racing by Chuck Knoll and he's and what if you know goals. what if he gets another contract renewal after this three year sure, deal? Then then that becomes a lot easier for him. But yeah. I think the fact that he can even get there in such a shorter amount of time than Knoll did in what his twenty five years, twenty seven years. 
as coach of the of the Steelers. I mean, the fact that Tomlin will be what in five years from now it'll be his twenty two years from now. No, so twenty two. I mean, I guess it's not that far off because at this point it would be Tomlin's fifteenth after fifth, this year. Yeah, so that five years from now would be twenty. So I guess it's really not that far off. But hard to believe that. If in five years from now we still have Tomlin, it'd be 20 years of Mike Tomlin as the head coach of the Steelers. Before we sign things off here on the podcast, I will give both of you or one of you $1,000 each if you can tell me who's number four on the Steelers' all-time wins list as a coach. On the coach list? Cannot. No chance. Is it like No one wants to guess? No I mean, it's idea. before Noel, right? It is before Noel, obviously. Yeah. I mean, that's There's what no I'm saying, I'm so that. I'm not going to get that. Can you even name one of the coaches? Could before? you? Could you if you weren't looking? Oh, at the if list? I wasn't looking at the list, no way. Zero chance I'd been able to name no. this. Could I, you name I, anybody? No. That used to coach before those three? No. Yeah, no. no. That's crazy. Just could the, you? Just the state of the Steelers. Uh, I think I've just heard them mention Bill Austin a bunch of times before. No. Like Bill Lolly or something like that. I don't that. think I've ever heard that mentioned. Buddy Parker. No. Who no. coached from 1957 to 1964? He coached 104 games for your Steelers. In that span, and he won 51 of them. He went 51 and 47. So not not terrible for Buddy. Number yeah, four. We're, all we're time. happy for Buddy. <laughs> Buddy Parker, number four all time in Pittsburgh Steelers history. That's going to do it for this episode of Steelers Standard, though. Thanks as always for listening. Make sure you check out our podcasts at Steelers.com or download and subscribe to them at Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. If you listen to us on Steelers Nation Radio, too, we always appreciate you on the radio side as well. For Jacob Brecht and Kellen Gursky, I'm Tom Opperman. We're going to talk to you on the next episode of Steelers Standard. Thanks.